Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello and welcome to Off The Beat and Track Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Stu Whiffin. It's another week, therefore it's another episode. Today's episode, I sit down with star of Bridgerton, Martin Imhangby, and we have a wonderful chat. And what's surreal, right from the very off, I ask him where he is today, and uh, and he explains where he is, and I'm like, that's where I live, uh, which is in a very weird little place, and... Uh, and yeah, turns out we're, we're literally recording like two minutes from each other, which was quite surreal. Um, but yeah, anyway, that, that's that's a little addendum to uh, the, the rest of the chat, which is amazing, where um, we talk about uh, Martin's life, um, being born in uh, Nigeria and, and moving to the UK, growing up in, uh, in, in London and, and kind of, you know, having that kind of battle I guess of trying to make sure you make the right life choices uh and and seeing some friends that maybe didn't make necessarily the right decisions and choices and and you know and then has gone on to to make the right decisions and carve out an incredible career to you know in, in the run-up to season three of, of Bridgerton which has been a huge success and yeah and it's it was it was a real joy to to talk to him um as you're about to find out he's he's a very engaging uh and and, and kind soul and before I press play on that chat, just a few thank yous. Uh, so thank you to Scroobius Pip and everybody at the Distraction Pieces Network. Um, thank you to 76 for producing this podcast. Thanks to you, obviously, for listening. Um, you've backed this podcast right from the off, uh, which has now seen us fast approaching 400 episodes, um, which I never thought you know this podcast would do that. It started off as a little side project alongside my hardcore listing podcast and it's just become you know a, a, a huge focus for me and, 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 a, and a really lovely way to sort of navigate my way through the, the, the years of lockdown um, through just getting to chat to incredible creative and interesting people about the thing that I love so much which is music um, and what you're about to hear is very much one of them conversations um, if it's your first time listening to Off The Beaten Track then when you get to the end of my chat with Martins then please go and explore the back catalogue because if you like hearing actors talking, then you can hear me chatting to um, Maxine Peake, Amanda Abington, Thomas Turgus, Joe Hartley, Michael Smiley, uh, Eliza Butterworth. Oh, God, who else have I had on? Loads. I've had loads and loads of actors on. Um, and I've had loads of musicians on. You can hear me talking to Foo Fighters. You can hear me talking to Fatboy Slim. You can hear me talking to producers like Butch Fig. Um, 
you can hear me talking to comedians like Ed Gamble, James Acaster. Oh, there's loads. Like, like I say, fast approaching 400 episodes. So go and have a look because, you, you know, you're spoiled for choice. We have amazing creative all talking about their life and the records that have been important along the way. Anyway, you can find out about that merchandise for the podcast you can find out about there's loads of new merchandise available for the podcast as well now um and the patreon where you can support the podcast and get access to even more content and radio shows you can find out about everything at off the beat and track podcast.com in the meantime please enjoy today's episode of off the beat and track podcast with martin imhangby Right, I've got to take a quick break in this podcast because I've got some super exciting news. Off the Beat and Track podcast is proud to go into partnership with the Cacao Bar from Hotel Chocolat. That's right. The Cacao Bar is not a chocolate bar. It's all the best bits of a chocolate bar put into a really exciting new alcoholic range. That's right. Gin, vodka, and a beautiful range of cream liqueurs. So, One of the big bonuses of this partnership is obviously I'm super thrilled to have Hotel Chocolat working with us, but they sent me a great big box of this stuff. And I'm telling you, it's amazing. Go and check it out, www.hotelchocolat.com or over on the socials at Hotel Chocolat. But yeah, in the coming months, there's going to be opportunities for you to get involved with competitions with us to win bottles of stuff there's loads of exciting things coming soon and i can't be more happy to say that this podcast is in partnership with the cacao bar from hotel chocolat all right let's get back to the podcast it's off the beat and track podcast on the distraction pieces network with me stew with him okay we are recording martins how are you today I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. Yourself? Yeah. Do you know what? Um, I actually got COVID yesterday. Like, oh, man. Uh, actually found out that... Uh, I, we should point out to the listeners that we're remotely recording this, actually. Um, but, yeah, I've managed to avoid it so far. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I just felt a little bit little bit rubbish yesterday. And I thought, well, I better do a test. And I was like, oh, man, it's got me. So, uh, oh, man. But, How are you feeling today? All right, really. Just a yeah. bit of a cold. Just uh, right, maxed right. up on the lem zip, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, but feeling all right. Thanks, man. Oh, good, 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 good. Where are you today? Uh, I'm at home. Where's that? I'm at home. Home is Essex now. Oh, whereabouts? Yeah, Greys. Shut up. Yeah, yeah. Mate, we, I'm glad we. I didn't know that. That's where I live. <laughs> Oh, is that where you live? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah? Oh, I mean, wow. Let's not talk roads while we're recording this, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, oh, that's but, very surreal. But it's very new, yeah. So I just, I, I moved quite recently, actually. Right. Um. Yeah. So oh. from New Cross to, to, to Grace. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll talk about that when we finish recording. That's, uh, that's yeah, quite yeah. surreal. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> okay, well, look, let's let's kick off your playlist. Well, no, actually, before we kick off your playlist, um, seeing as uh, I've just found out I've got the Lurgy, um, over the last two years of all sorts of disruption and, and craziness that has really, really impacted on the creative industries, yeah. um, how did you find it, uh, lockdown, uh, both personally and professionally? Mm. Um, it, it's been, it's been, a, a interesting navigating 
this this uh this situation that we will find ourselves in so um i've sort of tried to keep myself as busy as possible I, i know a lot of people have been like saying that you know it's made them reflective and slow down but i don't know for me it's it's hard for me to slow down sometimes so i i kind of kept myself busy with with um working out checking in on friends reading and doing that kind of stuff um but yeah i've just i've just been like trying to not ignore it per se but just try to still still keep the 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 momentum do you know what i mean 100% uh and i think that's been sort of key for lots of people i know to touch on what you said there lots of people have been reflective and looked back and 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 kind of took stock of lots of things but i'm kind of leaning more onto what you said that was my approach as well and and not to ignore it but i'd use different things to do whether it be podcasting whether it be going for a run whether it be anything as more of a distraction to keep my brain keep my brain kind of focused on something positive do you know what i mean yeah yeah absolutely because there was there was a lot of oh man there's a lot of i don't don't want to say negativity but there's just a lot of noise during that time and and um and i just had to sort of find a way to deal with it that's best for me which is just to keep keep creative keep going keep engaged with something because the moment i start to sort of slow down and start wallowing and it could be it could become quite heavy yeah and it can be a slippery slope you know, and uh, and I, I think yeah. uh, every opportunity you can to, and and I, th- I see there's nothing wrong with distracting yourself. And you know, th- this podcast comes out on a network called the Distraction Pieces because mm-hmm. the podcasts on there, I think, you know, whether you're creating them, whether you're guesting on them, whether you're listening to them, it's mm. it's something that I think in a very fast-paced world now, where so much media is getting smaller, smaller, and faster, down to where we're looking at on TikTok and things like that. I think yeah. there's something nice about a podcast that can be an hour where people put their headphones on, whether it's commuting at the gym, and it's that distraction for an hour. It'll take you yeah. away. Because I don't think so many people listen to an album now. You know, I mm. think so many people are just cherry-picking tracks and, and whizzing mm-hmm. through Spotify and such. And I think yeah. sometimes with podcasts, it does just have that... I don't know. I think it does something that lots of our medias don't do at the moment, which is... Just go right. Well, look, this is an hour. You know, are you on board? Yeah. If so, put your headphones on and get get you know distract yourself right. for an hour. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Well, one of the things that people can get lost in uh, is your playlist today, uh, which we'll, uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk about and it will unfold as does this podcast. <laughs> Track one, minds. I want to know what song you regard as having the greatest ever intro. The greatest. The greatest intro uh, <laughs> uh, for me was uh, Rick Ross hustling. Solid choice. Yeah, Solid choice. man. Oh man, that just gets you in the mood, doesn't it? <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's just um, just the endorphins that it releases, man. The, from the from the first moment, it's just like ah. Oh. I was just that the other day, actually driving home, and I was just like, man, this was like. This was insane yeah. in the clubs. Yeah, people were literally like, it's escapism, isn't it? As music is, it's just like, it just gets you into that um, motivational place, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. And it's a nostalgia hit as well. And and that's yeah. obviously this podcast is it relies heavily on that. And and it is that like when that song come on in your car, a hundred percent guarantee four or five memories of clubs, places, friends yeah. instantly yeah. just come straight to the forefront of your mind, you know? Absolutely. It's a beautiful thing about music. Um well I wanna I wanna move forward um okay. to, to track two because I wanna kinda get uh, a, a taste more of the kind of the, your backstory. So for track two, mm. uh, I'm going to ask you to tell me uh, the first thing you remember hearing that had an emotional impact on you, please. Yeah. Um, Sizzler. Thank you, Mama. Yeah. What a record. Yeah. What a record, man. And, um, and yeah, Sizzler has a way with, with his intonations and his inflections to just really like pull your heartstrings. There's something about how he gets lost in, in, in the in the in the song and um and also like the appreciation just the appreciation uh for mothers you know like just universally it's just it's one of those universal things where anyone can relate to this you know um yeah just you know nine months nine months of just putting up with with you know carrying a baby <laughs> um yeah, I, I don't know. It just made me. It just made me very um, appreciative of my mum and everything she's been through. And like, um, she's got four of us, and yeah, and she's just so devoted to her children. It's just insane. When you hear that song, if you had to mm. pinpoint the exact emotion, what would it be? I think. I think. It's appreciation and emotion, but but just I think sheer love, just yeah. love. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, just ultimate, the ultimate love, you know. Yeah. yeah. Where where was growing up, Martins? Growing up, uh, southeast London, okay. southeast. Yeah, How was around uh, Lewisham Borough. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, you sort of forced to grow up quite quickly. Where in a that? weird way, it's like it's like you have the fun. I don't know because. Um, well, I do know because there was a lot of bravado. There's a lot of growing up. There's a lot of um, having to prove yourself, assert yourself as a as a as a man, but like not having anyone walk over you. You know, yeah. Especially in school, there was a lot of having to assert yourself quite quite quickly. Yeah. Otherwise, you just either become a pushover or you know the end of every joke or. So there's a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. How yeah. did you deal with that? Um, I was quite lucky actually, where I had I had an older cousin who was quite notorious, and so due to affiliation, I, I was always kind of all right, you yeah. know, like oh, you're so so and so's cousin or whatever. So I was I was kind of okay, but but I know that a lot of my friends didn't have that same sort of ticket, that same privilege, which was crazy because you could easily be walking home with your mate and then your mate gets his phone jacked. Yeah. And you're like, ah, oh, man, like, you just feel bad, don't you? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, there's yeah. nothing much you can do about that, you know? And, um, and what about home? When you was at home, was, was it a musical home? Yeah, 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 yeah. I grew up in the church, so my family are very religious and Christian and 
So we listen to a lot of, especially on Sundays, a lot of gospel tracks, a lot of um, Kirk Franklin. and yeah. Um, so, yeah, so in the house, there's constantly playing, yeah, church, church songs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Was you a creative kid? Absolutely. I love drawing. Um, art was like my first love. So I'll get home, get all the papers out of the printer and just like, just draw everything in the house. <laughs> You know, uh, very, very much into art, but but it's funny because it was it was um, imprinted from young that art was a rich man's sport, like something you do once you're you've made it. So I was always encouraged to like pick it, like to always have it with me, but pick it up later. And once I've sort of like <laughs> either become a doctor or a lawyer or whatever, um, yeah, it felt like a privileged thing. Well, let's 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 talk about creativity being encouraged and stuff, and and, and let's move on to school. Um, mm. and, and and first of all, if you can tell me the song that reminds you of your time at school, please. The song that reminds me of my time at Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live, from ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating. They always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. School is uh, Dizzy Rascal. I love you. Yeah, man. Well, before we get on to, to school and teachers, <laughs> l- let's talk about Dizzy and and the impact and what what that guy brought to the mainstream from a mm. very underground scene. Tell me about the kind of impact that, that, that Dizzy had on you and how early you you know you was on board with that. Um so yeah, man, Dizzy just had a lot of swag. He just had a lot of energy and swag and like almost like a carelessness. Um, and like, he sort of made you feel a bit, I don't know, uh, free, free spirit. Like, um, like it's that sort of bravado kind of vibe, but, but it was, um, but lyrically he just, it was just very skillful. And I think that sort of inspired me to want to sort of delve into, into doing a bit of, um, grime and emceeing and and uh so yeah and I remember a lot of my peers were also started emceeing and writing lyrics and and just taking on that sort of 
um, yeah, that sort of lifestyle. Sure. Mm. Were you a confident kid? Yeah, I was actually. I was quite confident, yeah. Quite self-assured. Where do you think that come from? I think that came from my dad. My dad's very confident. My dad's very, like, knows who he is, you know? And he always walked around with that sense of, he wouldn't let anyone talk to him anyhow. Or, um, but he also was very loving. So my dad will, will stick his neck out for others and very generous. But at the same time, he just didn't take any crap from anyone. That's a good balance yeah. to have though, right? Yeah. And it's amazing like seeing that. So seeing like your dad have this very strict kind of um, strong nature and will but also to be the most lovely, <laughs> lovely man, you know? But no, it's like knowing your power, isn't it? Knowing when to use it. Sure. Which is really, which is great. Did you know what you wanted to be when you was at school? Um, no, I didn't. I didn't have a clue. I sort of was just, I just liked messing around, having a good time, quite playful, cheeky. And then, um, yeah, and I, I don't know. It's funny because drama was always a way of like having that freedom. I just, I just wanted that that playfulness and that freedom. And drama sort of allowed me, um, allowed me to do that. Did teachers pick up on it? Uh, yeah, but it's funny because so in school, in secondary school, I got the lowest grade. I, I, I just barely passed performing arts, and. And that was due to behaviour. So it was so interesting because uh, they were saying, you're really good, but because of behaviour, we're going to mark you down. Uh, and looking back, I don't know if that was a good thing or a bad thing, but yeah, it, it, you know, it didn't get in the way of my confidence. And, and I sort of went to, went to college and did drama as well. And, um, and then my grades started to flourish because I was like, okay, I'm actually there's actually a serious side to this. It's not yeah. just all fun and games, you know? So, yeah. And then I sort of found my feet in, in college and then, yeah. You mentioned limitations that were maybe sort of put upon, you know, uh, people growing up where you grew up earlier. And mm. did it ever feel, you know, because acting, uh, again, a lot of the acting um, industry can be quite privileged um, mm. um, and lots of people can come from very moneyed backgrounds in, in, in most creative, whether it be art, music uh, or, mm. or or acting. Did did you ever question yourself insofar as, you know, from looking at my background and where I grew up, you know, do people excel in, in, in acting from where I come mm. from? Who, who, and who would you aspire to at this point? Mm. Great question, man. Absolutely. I think about this a lot, actually. I remember looking out my window and just thinking, is this it? <laughs> I was like, is this it? Is this, is this going to be my life? And, and, um, and I sort of just had to change that. I just had to ensure that this wasn't it. Because um, I had a few friends or people I knew who are no longer here or, or who got caught up in the, in the wrong crowd and made made the wrong choices. And I was I was very aware of that. So I was aware of how easy it is just to decide one day to 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 you know to meddle in something that's not for you. Sure. Um 
but I, I was I was very very lucky that there was a youth art center called Second Wave, which I went to on Saturdays and some weekdays, and I just done drama and music, and there was um, there was a few creatives that went there who were able to sort of guide me and um and I remember one of my pals who's a good friend of mine he ended up going to drama school and I was like wow drama school what like what is that you know and he was just saying if you want to become an actor it's great to train and get some skills under your belt and so I ended up aspiring to to him so his name is Lee Marriott Jr and um Ended up going to drama school and yeah, I just saw another life, another perspective and, 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 and another opportunity. And I just sort of, yeah, pursued that really. Are you driven? Am I driven? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say I am. I would say I am very, very much driven. But I can be very lazy at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> um, someone said this the other day. They said, um, there are people who are, the most hardworking, lazy people. But, you know, those people actually exist. And I, I think I'm one yeah. of them. I think like, I can be like, so like chilled about yeah. things, but maybe it's a, I don't know, maybe it's a coping mechanism. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think if you can get that balance from being driven and working hard and, and still being aware of when like, you don't want to do anything. That's a great <laughs> balance to have. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just has got to get that balance Bang on, though. Otherwise, it can go wonky either way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, for the next track, uh, I'm going to ask you the first record you remember buying uh, from a record store. Mm. Uh, the first, the first song that I remember buying. I guess I'm so saying records, but it ain't going to be a record. It would have been a CD, wouldn't it? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was definitely a CD. <laughs> but um, uh, so solid crew, twenty one seconds. I mean, what a tune, right? What a tune, man. That's like timely, like timeless, should I say. And I remember when it first came out and he was like, who are these guys, man? Um, and I remember buying it and going to my mate's house, putting it on and just every, just vibes in. I think I first saw it on uh, MTV Bass before I bought yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, no, nah, this is something that needs to be like in the house and yeah. bought. Um and yeah, it was just vibesy, man. It's just a great, great track, man. Great track. You touched on him seeing earlier. Yeah. Uh, and friends, but did you say that you got involved in it as well? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, part of a crew and everything. In How school. was it? It was all right. We, I think we did one music video and uh, it just never came out. We just, we just never did anything with it. But yeah. um, but it was nice. It was It was nice having that sort of escapism, isn't it? It's like... Being able just to talk rubbish, yeah, <laughs> you know, um, and enjoy it, and like, but also, lyricism is an amazing thing. Like, I love lyrics. I love, I love, um, you know, being able to write something down from a different perspective, or yeah, put putting different words together. It's just, I, don't, I find it so, so amazing. Yeah. Do you write mm. much still? I do, I do. I, I write I write a bit of like, I call it more reflective. So I, I write poetically, but how I feel or like what I'm going through. Or So every now and again, I'll just write on my, on my notepads on my, on my phone. And yeah, I enjoy it. I really do. For no really reason do. other than just to document it. Yeah, just to document it. 
just a document. I might release something soon. I don't know. I might. A friend of mine released a, a book where he just wrote po- poems, and um, and I think maybe I might. I might do it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Let's move things forward to uh, yeah. To, let's to do nightclubs. Track five. <laughs> Tell the song writings at Soundtrack Your Years Club, and you're still a young man, man. You should still be clubbing. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Um, <laughs> the song that soundtracked my years of clubbing, I'd say gigs, talking the hardest. Wonderful. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, there was something, I don't know, there was something about gangster rap that sort of was around when I was clubbing that, I don't know, gigs, gigs sort of tapped into something quite new. Um and his voice, like I didn't, you know, he's got that deep voice, that deep resonance, and and you believed every word he said. He's one of those guys; he could be talking about anything, but you believe it. And I think um, just listening to someone who had that assurance and and that sort of strength was just like, yeah, man, got you in the mood, man. Just got you in the mood. Um, but I remember like going to house parties, and and the song will come on, and everyone would just go crazy just absolute crazy. And they'll wheel it up about three, four times. Yeah. You know, it was one of those songs that you can't just play it once, you yeah. know? Yeah. Where, whereabouts was clubbing outside of sort of house parties? Where would you go? Outside of house parties? Uh, where would I go? I'd go to Peckham, um, a few clubs in Peckham. Where else would I go? I think it was mainly house parties, but bars, more so bars, um, Raven, because I don't rave so much now, but there was a few places in the O2 um, back in the day that I just I don't even know if they still if they still if they still exist. I know there was a place called Thai Silk. There's a few other bars, um, but yeah, it was mostly like there wasn't like a place that I'd go to like every Saturday, but there was there was um, it was more occasional. So if someone's birthday, then we'll go to yeah yeah go to a spot. You a dancer? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I love a dance, man. Yeah, man. I love it. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it, man. And I'm not shy as well. So, you know, if it's only me on the dance floor, man, I'm, I'm having a good time. Own it. Own it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right, I'm going to take you home. Uh, mm. For track six, uh, I want a favourite song from an artist from your home county, please. My home county, um, Burner Boy. Yeah. Where's home then? Uh, country. Mm-hmm. Country, Nigeria. So you were born in Nigeria? Yeah. Okay. Have you got memories from, from then? No, no. I was very small. So I was like two years old and we left. So I don't have much memory. But I have memories of going back there. Yeah. Um, which I don't go as often as I'd like to. But but yeah, Nigeria is definitely where I identify at home. Yeah. And Burner Boy, yeah. like legit yeah. superstar now, man. So, yeah, exactly, man. Exactly. Like he's just... Um, yeah, he's one of those guys who just ran with it, isn't it? He, he yeah. sort of found his his groove, found his sound, and just like unapologetically just went for it. Like, yeah. um, and I love that he 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 sort of mixes this sort of um, African and Caribbean sound very well. Mm. So you sort of get the best of both with his with his songs, and and um, and what I love is. There was a quote, I think it was from the Grammys or, but I think his mum said, but you know, one of the quotes was, no matter where you are in the world, if you're a black man, you're an African. 
So I think it's just, no matter how much that the world tries to divide us or make us feel like, put us against each other, there's that common ground, there's that sense of like, we are, we are one, you know, like, there's that mutual respect. So we're not at war with each other. Um, and I think that that's a beautiful message to spread. And I think he he does that. He captures he captures that really well in his um in his music. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. For the last track, uh, yeah. This is when uh, I'm going to ask you. You can you can be a tastemaker for this one, and uh, and a yeah. song that you think many people may not know that you would like them to hear, please. So the song that many people may not know uh, is called Calming Storm by Michael and Michelle. Uh, So Michael and Michelle are from Downton Abbey. Uh, Michael is a good mate of mine and um, great actor, but also he does music and he's a phenomenal musician. And I've been very like blessed to work with him very closely for three years at drama school. And um, he's, he's another guy who's very fearless and he's not, he's not pigeonholed. Sometimes when you're creative, the world tends to accept you for the thing they know you to do. So if you're an actor, it's like you're an actor. The, the moment you try to become a director or anything, people go, hold on. Um, and try to start to question it. So I love that he's able to pursue music and, and do acting at, you know, with equal value and equal, um, you know, uh, commitment. So I, yeah, but it's a beautiful song. So it's their it's their first song together. I don't know Michelle that that well, but um, but it's a very beautiful, beautiful, beautiful track. I'd never heard it, and I, I when when I got your list over, I put it on, mm. and obviously it's far different to everything else on your playlist. Mm. And I was like, wow, this is beautiful. And I was like. I'd not heard of them and I was like right who, who is this and then when I looked and realised it was two people that met on the set of Downton Abbey I was like this, <laughs> yeah, what, yeah. what a backstory but why do you think there is that kind of stigma from the not, or the public or the press about oh okay because we, we've seen it countless times with huge Hollywood stars like Keanu Reeves trying to launch a music career, Russell Crowe trying to launch, mm. and it's like shut. I mean, Jared Leto's obviously had success in his band, but mm. it, it doesn't matter how famous you are if you try and step outside the boundaries that the the media and the, and the public seem to have you kind of penned into. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. you, you've been successful in that. That's enough. You're not allowed. Why do you think that is? That like if you try and step yeah. out of that, it's like, well, no, you can't do that as well. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, I, I, it's fucked up. It makes no sense. No, you're right. You're right. And it's frustrating. It's so frustrating because it gets in the way of people actually pursuing other things and people are afraid of tarnishing what they've created. And, and, um, but I, I think it might be a case of love as well. Like some people fall in love with that thing yeah. and, and they go, Oh, he's an amazing actor. He's made me feel this. Blah, blah, blah. So the moment you start doing anything else, people are like, it's hot. It's unsettling. People yeah. go like, Oh, it's a bit odd. Um, you know, like for example, Idris Elba, yeah, who, who pretty much does it all. Some people are like, oh, maybe you should leave it alone, leave music alone. But, but you have to, you have to allow people to do what they love. You have to allow people to have a life. Kind of, you know, you can't judge them for wanting to push themselves. If people you know are I mean? creative and they've just got a burst of it, like, 
who's to stand in their way? It's exactly. Like, uh, exactly. Yeah. And, and you know, if you don't like it, don't listen. Like, yeah. You know simple I mean? as that. It's as simple as that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, what we do um, is we put together a Spotify playlist to accompany the podcast so people can go and listen to uh, all of the cool. tracks uh, that you've chosen today. Um, as 2022 is, is gathering a bit of pace uh, and it's looking, hopefully, aside from what happens, I mean, you know, we're recording this at a time a week into uh, all sorts of uh, horrific stuff that's happening in Ukraine. Um, mm. But uh, aside from that, trying to look on a, on a Sort of staying positive that the pandemic seems to have kind of the, the laws around that have dropped, and, and it would appear that mm. all the creative industries are starting to get back to what they once were. Um, mm. What are you looking forward to from 2022, and what are you going to be doing professionally? Mm. Um, 2022, I'm um... Well, I'm looking forward to doing season three mm-hmm. of, of Bridgerton. And I'm also looking forward to maybe doing some theatre. Okay. I haven't done, I haven't done theatre in a while. So creatively, I'd love to be able to be on stage again this year. Um, but also, the, my, the, main, the biggest thing I'm looking forward to is going to Nigeria, actually. Um, I haven't seen my sister in a while and my dad. So I, I, I and I, I was going to go in December, but um, Nigeria was put on the red list and then wow. taken off, taken off like a week after. Um, and that was the week I was meant to go. So oh, man. that messed everything up. So I'm really looking forward to going to Nigeria this year. Wonderful. Mike, yeah. it's been a real joy talking records with you, mate. Absolutely, man. Likewise. Thanks loads, fun. man. There you go. Turns out, two minutes up the road. It's a small world. It really is. What a, what a, what a wonderful chat. What a lovely gentleman. Um, go check out the playlist. It's up now over Spotify if you want to hear all of the songs, especially go and check out that last track. Um, the backstory to that, just met on, on set of of Dan and Abby and started making music. And, you know, we've as, as touched on, on that podcast, it's often frowned upon when artists step out of their chosen field and, try and express their creativity in another one um which is bollocks and when you hear this track you'll realize that there's a legit reason why these people are flexing their musical muscle it's because they're good at it and the song's beautiful so go check that out uh, on martin's playlist available now over spotify um as mentioned at the beginning go check out the back catalogue because there's a bucket load of episodes all to be enjoyed um and there's a patreon as well if you'd like to support the podcast and get access to the radio shows you can watch all the episodes over there the videos go up uh, over on my Patreon, so go check that out. Um, www.patreon, p a t r e o n dot com forward slash off the beat and track. But you can find out about all of this and more at your one stop shop, off the beat and track podcast dot com. Right, I'm done. Uh, I'm back next time. In the meantime, um, just be kind to each other. Uh, love you lots. See you soon. Bye. It's Off The Beat and Track Podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. Keep me, Stu Whipping. Hey,